Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Moneywise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. What a pleasure to be in your company on this morning. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be in your company. Ray Lance of USA Wealth, the author, the brainchild of Money Guys, and of course, USA Wealth, and also a true philanthropist for doing what you do in our community. Ray, good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. And we like to entertain you every Sunday morning and tell you some very important things that you can do to protect your family and protect your money. MoneyWise is brought to you every week on WBSM, 1420 a.m. Sunday morning, a little bit after the news at 8 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And it's brought to you by USA Wealth Group. Our mission is to protect your family and protect your money. And welcome. I'd like to say also welcome to Ashley Brown, who happens to work for USA Wealth Group. Good morning, Ashley. Oh, Ashley. Good morning. Hi. I told her she can't even look at me on the radio this morning. She just has to look at that little microphone in front of her. She's looking good. She is looking good. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Ashley's been with us for a while, and uh-huh. she's quite an expert in the area of social media, and that's her primary role at USA Wealth Group. I have to go to my granddaughter for that. Well, basically, I'm doing the same thing. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Ashley won't tell any stories about me today, about my inexperience in social media, but that's why she's working with us, and she does a good job. Ray, the funniest commercial on TV is when the grandkids come over and the grandparents come out with a handful of electronic products and say, here, fix these. Nice to have you over. <laughs> It is it's so true. funny. It's it is true. It's it is true. true. Well, Ashley has a very interesting uh, background, and she also worked at one point for Radio Disney on their promotional team out of Pawtucket. Nice. Yes. I love that. Now, did you do something at Radio Disney in the area of dancing, Ashley? Oh. We did, yes. Uh-huh. It was when Hannah Montana was really, really big. And the movie had just come out, and we were required to learn the Hannah Montana hoedown throwdown dance. Can you do it, please? No. That's what I asked her. I said, <laughs> we're going to have you demonstrate this on the radio this morning. <laughs> no. Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. Oh, Alexis loved Hannah Montana. So did, do you sing also? No. No? no. Okay, she said that very emphatically. <laughs> now, I have an idea for you. Yes, go ahead. For years and years, I was the guest of Disney. They would fly us down, and we'd stay in all of their you know, five-star hotel properties. We'd broadcast from there and then, of course, promote Disney and then come back, and it was a beautiful, beautiful time. So I think you ought to get a hold of Disney on behalf of USA Wealth. Do yes. a show from there. Tie in a nice theme. You get a free vacation. They treat all journalists and media like royalty. Oh, isn't that interesting? They pick you up with a limo. Sure. They, oh, it's, it's it's you're escorted by. I mean, they do things top notch. Well, we're not exactly celebrities here. We do our little one hour show every week and try to educate people. But let me tell you something more about Ashley because I find it fairly interesting. Ashley graduated from Bristol Community College. First of all, very nice. Thank with you. An associate of arts in communications, 
And then you went to Roger Williams University. Yes. And you received your Bachelor of Arts degree in communications there also. Yep. So she's like Ronald Reagan. She's the great communicator. Wonderful. I try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about some interesting things this morning. And one of the things I asked Ashley to work on in preparing for today was she knows a lot about Facebook. I, I still struggle with Facebook. So we're going to talk about identity theft this morning. We're going to be talking about identity theft with Facebook. Ooh. Some of the things you need to do. I, I think Facebook is a really interesting tool but gosh, it just bothers me when I see some of the things that people put out on Facebook. So we're going to talk about some of the controls you can set on Facebook, how you can protect thieves from going into your house. So I'll give you one little example. Ashley, let me ask you a question. If you're on vacation, should you put some information out on Facebook about what a wonderful time you are having on vacation? No. Oh, my gosh. Everyone does. Yeah. And not a good idea. You're telling the world that you're on vacation and therefore your house is empty. Yeah, but oh my gosh. So wait Not until you, sharing any pictures? No, wait until you get back from vacation. Oh. Otherwise your house is empty. Well, think about that for a minute. So we're going to talk about Facebook. We're going to be talking Phil has the funniest face on you can imagine. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. My grandchildren wouldn't let me live it down. <laughs> Where are you, Papu? <laughs> I know. Well, let me ask you yeah. this question, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever had a credit card stolen? Have you ever had your identity compromised? Have you ever found charges on your credit card that didn't belong there? And you're wondering how that happened. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, folks, it's it's a serious, serious problem. So when we, one of the things that we did in preparing for the show is I asked Deb, our uh, director of communications and marketing, to go around the office and just ask people really quickly, have you ever had a problem with your credit card stolen, your identity stolen? Mm-hmm. And she didn't ask everybody, but she asked a total of 11 people, including herself and me and Ashley, of course. She asked 11 people. Eight out of the 11 people have had that kind of a problem. Wow. So it's not a question of have you ever had it happen. It's a question of when is it going to happen to you? And you need to be prepared. You don't want charges on your card that you didn't put there yourself and have to pay bills and things like that. So identity theft is a real serious problem, and so is Taxpayer identity theft, a real serious problem. And I have to tell you that our federal government is not in control of this problem yet. Do you mean somebody getting your tax return? Yes, absolutely. Your tax refund. Um, It happens increasingly. It's like doubling every year. And at a time when we're looking at a $21 billion cost, to the federal government, $21 billion that they've paid out in false refunds, for example. Yeah. And then they have to pay the real refund back to the the person who was entitled to receive it. Incredible. And at a time when this is going on, the budget has been cut by $200 million in the area that would have protected against this problem. What's the solution to that? Probably a change in government. And somebody who recognizes that the IRS really doesn't know what they are doing and they need more help. And this is not a time when you cut resources that are going to prevent this problem, not when it's costing $21 billion. 
Yeah, but if they're not doing the job, adding more money to it isn't going to change it. No, there needs to be probably reform within the Internal Revenue Service itself. But cybersecurity is a serious problem, and it's not just about credit card fraud. The problem is much bigger. So we're going to talk about that. I just want to convey my own experience very briefly. Um, I went on vacation to a Caribbean country um, about three or four years ago, I guess, and I used my credit card exactly once. I stayed at a Marriott, and I'm a big fan of Marriott. Mm -hmm. I went down to visit my brother who was there, and I used the credit card once just when I checked in because they want your card for incidentals. Put it in my wallet, never used it again. When I came home, I had a $1,300 charge on my account that didn't belong to me, and it wasn't even from the country that I was visiting. Uh, Somebody at the front desk at this Marriott had used my credit card and had given it to somebody else. That's example number one. In the past year, actually it's about a year and a quarter, when they had the big theft of credit card data at Target. You remember that one? Of course. Right after Christmas time? Of course. Well, my credit card had to be canceled because I was involved and I had purchased something at Target store. In the last six months, I've had my bank, thankfully, cancel my debit card twice because they said that there was information that somebody was trying to misuse my card or their system had been compromised. So I've had two brand new debit cards in just the last six months. Even with your own PIN uh, number? Yes. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. There are so many ways that um, our identity can be stolen these days. So we have to be on guard constantly. And um, let's talk a little bit about something a little closer to home that happened fairly recently. Uh, the IRS and the Greater Taunton Police Department are warning of tax scams that are taking place around Taunton. And uh, this is called ID spoofing. Scammers often call, alter their caller ID to make it look like it's the IRS or the police department that's calling. Uh, And what happened recently in Taunton, it it popped up on somebody's caller ID that it was the police calling, uh, and they were asking for money. Um, This is uh, a problem right now. You owe money or you owe back taxes. You'll never get a call from the IRS. We've talked about that on the radio before. But both the IRS and the Greater Taunton Police Department are warning that we don't make calls telling you that you owe money and you have to pay money or you're going to be arrested. Those are scams. Hang up immediately and then call back the uh, police department and report it. So uh, serious problems. Uh, Rehoboth Police Department recently issued a warning to Uh, followers of its Facebook page that they've had reports of uh, scams. So we're going to talk about that specifically. But um, Ashley, let's talk a little bit about Facebook because you are really very knowledgeable about Facebook. You manage the office Facebook accounts and so forth. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening on Facebook. And a lot of people use Facebook. So there are scams, there are frauds. What are some of the things that Uh, we can do to protect ourselves on Facebook? I would definitely go into your privacy settings and your security settings and make sure that it's absolutely secure. You don't want to be putting anything out there for everyone to see. What does secure mean? You can have it send you a notification if your login information is used anywhere else. 
different internet you haven't used, different computer, different cell phone, and it'll send you a notification to your phone. Interesting. Mm. And um, I know sometimes people have are friends with somebody on Facebook, and then they might get a new request from that person saying, I'd like to be your friend. Well, if you already are friends with somebody and you're getting a request from that person, that could be a scam, I suppose, too. Yeah, and in that situation, you would contact that friend and you'd be like, did you make a new Facebook page? Just to make sure it's them, it's not someone creating a false identity about them. Here's what I'm getting a lot of. Are you ready for this? Mm. Maybe five to ten a week. Very attractive women sending me a request for friendship. Um, and it, some will say it lives in and it will say a cushion it, but I don't see anything related to the locale. And uh, all of some of them are from across the sea. I'm getting so many recently that I'm just deleting and I, I'm putting mark as spam. Should I do that? Absolutely. All right. What kind of fraud is going on when so many people want to become my friend that I don't even know? They're trying to somehow gain access to any information you're putting on your Facebook page. And especially if it's a bunch of attractive women going after you, Phil. There must be something wrong. <laughs> That's what Celeste said. <laughs> but don't fall for it, gentlemen, because they're, they're really not interested in you. They're really interested in Great your information. Point, because all the people underneath who are her friends are all guys. I'm saying, come on. <laughs> this is a, a, obviously a... So don't click on those sites, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, oh something's very wrong. Yeah. But um, Facebook must be a, a big uh, tool for that to happen because I know there's over a billion active users on Facebook right now. Yeah. And what are they looking for, um, Ashley? They're looking for information? They can take your name if you have your birthday, your phone number, and they can use that to create a new identity for you under them. Wow. It's scary. So tell me about how the basics of Facebook. I know this is a little hard to do, and maybe it's not a great question, but when I was asking you, I don't know enough about Facebook. How do I prevent other people from looking at what I want to put on Facebook? You can limit the number of people you want to send information to? Yes. So when you're doing a new post at the bottom, right next to where it says post, you can select your audience. So if you do everybody, then everybody, even people who aren't your friends, can find this post. But if you do just your friends, you can create different lists, and it can just be your family, your coworkers, or it can be completely anonymous, and it can just be you posting, and no one else can see it. So they can basically create a fake profile for you and impersonate you, but you can limit the number of people that you want to communicate with on Facebook is what you're saying? Yes. All right. And um, you'll have to show me what those controls are. But I guess the other thing that we ought to be thinking about doing, and I know uh, Phil has a lot of friends on Facebook, is I remember you sent me a message once on Facebook and said, I was waiting to see who my 3,000th friend would be, and it happened to be me. Really? Yes. And I have that little text from you. Oh, my gosh. Ray Lance, you're my 3,000th friend on Facebook, and I was waiting to see what what was going to happen. Wow. So that's a lot of friends. But I guess one of the things that maybe we should do is 
check our Facebook page frequently then. If you have gone to the trouble to set up a Facebook page, yeah. you should mm-hmm. be looking at it frequently then. Absolutely. And find out if somebody is attempting to um, misuse it. Well, we don't want anybody to know stuff about us unless we want somebody to know stuff about us. And um, it can lead to identity theft. And it's not just that you don't want that person to be watching what you're reporting on Facebook, but you don't want them to be able to access bank accounts and go after your money. That's the ultimate uh, protection that we're concerned about, isn't it? Yeah, never post your bank account information on Facebook. That's a given. Well, one of the things I want to tell people is that if you want to give us a call at USA Wealth Group, you can ask for Ashley. And we've got a number of really good articles about how to protect yourself on Facebook. And we'll send this to you either electronically or in paper form. But if you are sort of a novice user of Facebook the way I am, uh, you might want to see an article that says seven ways to identify, excuse me, seven ways to avoid identity theft before Facebook gets hacked. And lots of articles about how to protect yourself on Facebook. We're happy to share that with you, and you can send it also, right? I do have a question. I graduated with somebody, and uh, they sent me a request for, oh, it was a reply request. And anyway, it wasn't the person. Somebody had hacked her account. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Luckily, I didn't click on it. Had I clicked on it, what would have happened? It depends on what type of link it was. If it was something that they want your credit card information or any type of click on, you have to be really, really careful because they can just somehow get into your system and just take information. I remember what it was now. Okay. Our high school reunion. It was, it was coming up, and uh, it was uh, Ann said, Hi, Phil, are you coming down uh, to Arkansas? If so, do you want to reserve your room now? Uh, give me your credit card number, and we will make sure that we reserve you, your space with Celeste. Wow. I said, Oh, man. I mean, how can anyone know Celeste and all that in my high school? Wow. It wasn't her. Yeah. So they probably hacked her account and saw, you know, my uh, messages mentioning Celeste or something. Or you might have also mentioned your high school reunion coming up. Maybe. And then they went and did research to find out who was in your high school class. Yeah. I was lucky. Yeah. I was very lucky. Well, you know, that brings up one very simple rule. If somebody is sending you information and requesting your social security number, your credit card number – Don't ever give anything out when somebody is asking you for it. If you, on the other hand, are initiating the request, you're signing up for something to purchase on Amazon or something else, because you're the one who's initiating it, then you're generally okay to put in your credit card number and your information. I didn't know that. That's very interesting to know. And that's the perfect example that you just gave me. Ben Bernanke, former chairman of the board of the Federal Reserve Bank, said, Identity theft is a serious crime that affects millions of Americans each year. And a gentleman named Jay London said, I don't need to worry about identity theft because no one wants to be me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I like this quotation in particular. Do you remember the name Edward Snowden? I do. Currently a resident of Moscow. I do, I do. He was an NSA uh, expert on data and security, and he Mm -hmm. stole a lot of information. The IRS and the government 
would very much love to have him back in the country. The FBI oh, yeah. would love to have him back. This is a quotation from Edward Snowden, who's the biggest thief probably in our history of stealing our secrets. The NSA has built an infrastructure that allows it to intercept almost everything. With this capability, the vast majority of human communications are automatically ingested without targeting. If I wanted to see your emails or your wife's phone, all I have to do is use intercepts. I can get your emails, passwords, phone records, credit cards. It's a quotation from him. Unbelievable. Some people think he's a hero. Yes, that's true. Usually they're in Utah and Minnesota and Idaho and some of those places. <laughs> uh, but uh, it Amazing. is Amazing. Yeah. Our, our information is so accessible. I have, to, I have to give you a quotation from Joe Garagiola, famous baseball player, news, news commentator on uh, NBC News, I think it was. I know a baseball star who wouldn't report the theft of his wife's credit cards because the thief spends less than she does. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I have to say that uh, one of the most serious things that we have in this country is identity theft. And it's credit cards. It's Facebook. What about something like Twitter, Ashley? Does Is Twitter something where somebody could get information? I would think that would be less so. They can if you're using it on your phone, the Twitter app on your phone, and you have your location settings on. They can find out where you are. So maybe not so much identity theft, mm. but something where, similar. Where located. Right? Absolutely. So that's interesting. So if you're on vacation in Orlando, let's say, and you're in the middle of Epcot, and you're using your phone and you're sending out tweets on your Twitter account, somebody can figure out exactly where you are at that moment? Yes. Well, when you hear the traffic report every morning or you turn the television on and you see the flow of traffic, Ray, how do you think they know where all of this traffic is and how it's flowing and whatnot? They, they are monitoring everyone's apps in your car. And that's how they determine well, and get a pattern of flow of traffic. That's all done because they know where you are. Isn't that interesting? Oh, it's scary, too, but it is interesting. Well, you know, we have a, a, a real fine line in this country and in the world today between do we want privacy or do we want security? I mean, look at the terrorist attacks that have happened recently. And look at the fight between the FBI and Apple about unlocking some of the Apple phones that have been used by terrorists. And so do we want to live in a society where we are going to be protected because we can access information on your phone? Or is privacy a greater concern? But Snowden says there is no privacy. Yes, they, he does. He's saying it. If they want it, they're going to get it. Mm -hmm. So we, we do live in very tough times, scary times when you think about it. Very scary times. And I'll, I'll just pose the question. It's not really the main topic for this show, but I'll just pose the question because I was thinking about this recently. Do I want my phone to be so secure that nobody has the right to get into it? Or do I want to know if somebody is carrying a nuclear weapon in a suitcase and is using their phone that our government can listen in and prevent something like that from happening. Right. right. And 
we're going to have that question more and more. Mm. Um, well, have you heard of gas card skimming scam? Oh, of course, absolutely. A lot of people don't realize it this. just happened locally here. Mm-hmm. You know, they have these little devices where when you fill up, if you don't clear that gas pump and ask for a receipt, that clears it. Right. Your number is still in there. All they do is whatever it is, they press the button on this little uh, you know, skimmer, So and it what, gets your number. What we're saying is that when you fill up with gas and you're using a credit card, right. you want to get a receipt because it's going to complete the transaction. Correct. You don't want to just walk away from the pump because you're in a hurry. Correct. You don't want to press the no button because your information can still be there. It is there. Well, here's some more information about that. And you need to think about this for something as simple as filling up with gas. Uh, It's not just a question of somebody charging something on your card because they can use that as a backdoor approach to get into other cards and the rest of your identity. And when you have your identity stolen, it isn't just a question of canceling a credit card and getting a new one and maybe having a $50 limitation on your card, which we'll talk about in a minute. It's also a question that it can take months or years sometimes Mm -hmm. to get your identity squared away. Oh, it's terrible. Long, long time. We're going to come back in a minute and talk about uh, gas card skimming again and how that works because there's some very specific things that you can do to protect yourself. So stay tuned. Come back and listen to MoneyWise brought to you by USA Wealth Group. We will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're here this morning talking about identity theft. We're here with an expert on Facebook and many aspects of social media, Miss Ashley Brown. And um, Ashley, I guess it's not polite to ask a young lady on the tele- on the air um, your age. So <laughs> <clears throat> I won't do that unless you want to volunteer. But you're not required to. Um, but... Um, if there are, are any nice gentlemen listening this morning, I would be happy to perform an introduction to Ashley Brown. This is Seriously? A, honey, this is a Scott Brown moment. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember? He did that yes. after winning the election. His daughter melted. She says, Dad, I don't believe you did that. But they can't see her face. And besides which, I told her before the show, I would say nothing on the air to embarrass <laughs> Ashley Brown. He lied. He lied. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. She's actually turning a little red. I am. No, she's a, she's a great oh, person and she's got absolutely. great skills in the area of communications and social media and she's um, working doing a great job you in bet. our marketing departments. You Thank you. So, um, <laughs> Ashley, what's what's your uh, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do for fun? Huge country music fan. I did not know that. Yes. I am a you know, great country music fan. I either listen on the radio to classical music or country music. Who's your favorite, one of your favorite artists? I'm a huge Carrie Underwood fan, for sure. Nice. You know, there's a few concerts coming through the Boston area. Yes, I'm going to see Country Fest this summer. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Kenny Chesney. Uh, do you have boots and a hat and everything? I do. Good. Absolutely. So, I don't. I have a cowboy hat, but I don't have cowboy boots. Oh, I'd love to see you in the cowboy hat. Oh, I look very distinguished, actually. <laughs> but I'm not a singer. I like Willie Nelson a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like Vince Gill. Vince Gill has now left the country market. 
and he's going sort of straight music. He's got a new album out, I understand, that's mm-hmm. not country music. Yeah. But I like gospel music as well, which sure. has a country flair to it. It does, yeah. yeah. Good. Well, we'll have to introduce country music as a theme in the office, won't we? I agree, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Let me come back to gas card skimming. We're talking about identity theft this morning. Now, here's something that I did not know before. When you go up to the gas pump, one of the things you need to do is take a look and see if there's a little sticker on the gas pump. It's called a a tamper evidence sticker. There's a sticker that they're supposed to put, at least more contemporary gas stations who are looking to protect you. And look at the edges of the gas pump, and especially right around where you put the credit card in, And if it looks like somebody has been trying to pry it open, they may have done that. And they can put a little device in there, and that will actually record your credit card. So there are a number of ways they can get your identity at a gas pump. So first step is if it looks like somebody has been trying to pry open that gas uh, pump, especially where the credit card goes in, don't buy gas there. In fact, it probably would go to a different station itself. Some gas stations, for example, like Shell, have a tamper-proof seal across the opening of the credit card door. If it's ever broken into, it automatically says void. So if you ever see uh, a place where you put the credit card and you see a void thing, don't use that pump. Go to a different pump, or better yet, go to a different gas station. And then I would report it to the police after that. Don't report it to the gas station owner, because they may be aware of it. but your identity can be stolen at a gas station. Um, it can also be done through um, electronic pickpockets. You could have somebody who has, this is gonna be less and less true, but if you have a radio frequency ID card chip in your card, and that was popular for a while, um, Chase Bank, for example, issued a number of credit cards that had an RFID uh, card called Blink, and or if you have one of these pass cards where you don't even have to bother sticking the card in the credit card slot because you're in such a hurry. I know mobile had something called a mobile pass, and all you had to do is just sort of flash the card near it. Right. It would record all of your data. Right. That's easily stolen identity information. You know, when you go on a turnpike or there's a toll, you can go to the easy access. Hmm. I wonder if that's the same for that. Uh, the Easy Pass has been so popular, and now on the Tobin Bridge, for example, I went over the Tobin Bridge recently, and I did not have my little Easy Pass thing with me. Yeah. I was driving a different vehicle. So now they take a picture of your license plate, and they mm-hmm. send you a bill, yeah. and you have to pay the bill, and the bill is twice as much as the toll is. Huh. So what that means is the the, go- the government, including Massachusetts and all across the country, they're trying to push everybody into having the Easy Pass cards. Right. And, yeah, it just reads it electronically. I would have to think that's seriously encrypted data. Um, I haven't heard of any cases of abuse. Hmm. But in any event, the message is we have to be really careful. We're going to run out of serious time um, this morning because there is so much to talk about. Um, I'd like to talk just a little bit about IRS identity theft I think that probably, Ashley, in a couple of weeks, we're going to need to talk about this topic again in more detail because there's so much to tell you about uh, credit cards, there's stuff to tell you about the White House cybersecurity plan and how that impacts us all. 
But IRS identity theft is very serious. Um, it's estimated that the cost last year was about $21 billion. That's serious money uh, in lost revenue to the IRS, to our government, uh, because of identity theft. Um, we were debating as we were getting ready for the show whether we wanted to do a whole show on just IRS theft or whether we wanted to talk about identity theft from credit cards, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, and... My question about the IRS, you know, fraud is this. I'm a crook, and I take your number, your Social Security number, Ray. I'm getting back your refund. A, do they send that to me electronically to a bank account that would have my information? Or B, do I get it in a uh, check in the mail, and if I go to cash it, is my photograph going to be taken? So I guess in a roundabout way, I'm asking, how can $21 billion be, you know, given out and nobody knows who they are? Well, it's because we don't have the resources or the systems that we need to have hmm. at the IRS level. Um, I'm going to go back to an article that I talked about once before, which was on February 16, 2014, very recently, very detailed article in the Boston Globe, and it's called IRS is Overwhelmed by Identity Theft Fraud. And by the way, it's only gotten much worse since then. There was a Florida mother of three children pleaded guilty to stealing $3 million on IRS identity theft. What? There was a gentleman who pleaded guilty himself, and he said... He had hoped that at some point in time, this is after he pleaded guilty to stealing IRS uh, refunds, he hoped that the IRS will figure out a way to prevent this from happening in the future so someone with a sixth grade education can't defraud them so easily. Isn't that He had a sixth grade education and he was stealing this. You know, I, I worry sometimes when I do this that maybe somebody's going to say, gee, maybe I should try this. But you will go to jail. Um, IRS commissioner at the time in 2014, John Koskinen, said, I've had a police chief tell me that street crime is down because everybody is now filing false IRS <laughs> returns. Wow. One of my favorite stories is they had a picture of this lady in the paper in that Boston Globe article. Her name was Rashia Wilson, put up on her Facebook page, talking about Facebook pages, Ashley, that she was the queen of IRS tax fraud. And she's got a picture of herself holding bundles of cash all nicely bound together. And she had stolen millions of dollars. Oh. But the other side of this story is that uh, the, the Globe article talks about military personnel who had their identities stolen while they were deployed. Parents who learned that their recently deceased child's identity had been pilfered. Terrible. The average prison sentence for taxpayer ID theft was more than three years. The longest was... 26 years. Prisoners at jails across the country have obtained stolen social security numbers and then used that to file ID thefts. But this article in 2014 in the Globe quoted the IRS and saying, if the problem is not, this is from a U.S. Treasury audit, if the problem is not stopped, the IRS could issue $21 billion in fraudulent refunds in the next five years. This is just a year ago. Yep. They've already reached that level. Yes. They've already reached the $21 billion. Um, 1.2 million taxpayers have been given a special PIN number to 
allow them to file a more secure tax return. And this goes on and on. There's a a lady who's a cancer society. She owed $4,000 in medical bills, didn't get a refund. She filled out the paperwork and was told it was going to take several months to process her returns, and she would get a special PIN number. In fact, it's closer to a year before you get your refund back. So you need to protect yourself. You need to be cautious in how you do this. Uh, One of the ways is you might have to ask the IRS for a special PIN number, but ask your tax preparer. Unless you're doing your tax return yourself, whoever's preparing your tax return for you, ask your tax preparer what are they doing with their own systems, especially if they're filing electronically. Yeah. What are they doing to protect you to make sure that your ID is not going to be stolen I'm not going to go much further in this article, but there's, there's so many interesting things. Be happy to share this with anyone. Sure. Uh, give us a call at 508-998-8858. In um, the year this article was written in 2014, um, fraudulent returns were filed uh, using 451 children under the age of 14 social security numbers, um, 19,000 plus dead people. 37,000-plus prisoners, and 753,000 people were given refunds whose income level did not even require them to file a tax return. And do you want to know why that happens? Yes. It happens because when returns are filed electronically claiming a tax refund, the IRS does not have the ability to match the numbers, and they simply issue out the refund checks. What? Exactly. And that's what Senator Claire McCaskill, a Missouri Democrat, asked, for example, the question of why did the IRS allow 2,000 refunds to go to a single address, an obvious sign of tax fraud? And the uh, inspector general of the Treasury Department said, The IRS needs a statutory fix in order to limit the number of returns that are issued to the same bank account. I mean, what a stupid answer. Yeah. And Senator McCaskill said, you've got to be kidding. (laughs) I don't blame her. You know, why can't they red flag something if more than two or three checks go to one location? Exactly. Well, that that is the problem in a nutshell. So... (laughs) There are so many articles, I'm not going to go into all of them. Tax refund fraud to hit $21 billion, and there's little the IRS can do. Wow. Um, the whole system is basically a disaster. Um, mm. Now, Ashley, you must file a tax return. Yes. Do you prepare your own tax return, or do you have a preparer do it for you? No, we do it online on TurboTax. Okay. And a lot of people do that. And... Um, One of the things that people will be doing going forward is getting individual PIN numbers so your PIN number can't be duplicated. You can request a PIN number uh, right now, as a matter of fact. But um, I have an email that I want to read. This was sent to me from a client. I'm not going to identify him. Uh, Dear Ray, we were informed by our accountant that when they tried to e-file our federal tax returns, they were rejected as somebody had already filed a return Uh, with my wife's social security number. She followed the procedure, called the IRS, and it was indeed confirmed as identity theft. This is an actual email that came to me a year ago. 
My question's to you. Are any of our investments in jeopardy? Are there any steps we need to take to notify investment companies? She's already notified the IRS fraud, the FTC, our bank, her credit card companies, the credit bureau. She notified one, and they said they would notify the other two. She called Social Security. They said to open an online account to monitor the activity. The accountant is sending us a paper copy of our tax returns to file, and we will be attaching the IRS form to report identity theft. Is there anything else we should do? Please advise. But just think of all the steps and things that this person had to go through because of Terrible. this is a serious problem, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't usually do this, but what you need to do is to be really careful about how you use your social security number. If you're going to uh, e-file yourself, Ashley, as you do, mm -hmm. um, you may have a, a straightforward return. That's not a bad thing to do. But mostly, you've just got to be really careful today. Don't ever assume that any call from the IRS is real because it's not. The IRS never, never, never calls anybody. So just remember that simple rule as well. We've got all kinds of articles. Um, we're not going to take the time to go into it today. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission has an article called Tax-Related Identity Theft. The IRS now has a published guide called Taxpayer Guide to Identity Theft. You can get this yourself online. Um, and you've just got to take steps to protect yourself. Um, you, you just got me to think about something, Ray. This is if the IRS and the government is so far behind, I wonder how accurate they are with our Social Security income amounts. If they made a mistake there, or maybe they haven't reported the right amount in my account. You know, I'm starting to scratch my head here saying, sure. oh, boy, I hope this isn't worse than, you know, what I'm thinking. Well, it is. And... Um we just did a series of seminars recently and talked about Social Security. And one of the things we tell everybody, even if you're collecting Social Security right now or if you're about to file for Social Security, not only know the rules so that you can maximize your benefit, and we do a lot of helping people in that area, but also um, check your record, check your earnings record. Um, we tell stories in the office. We've had... Um, well, Deb, our marketing director, um, real simply, she tried to do her Social Security online to find out what her earnings history was. And they told her that she couldn't do it on a Mac computer, which was incorrect. You can. So they told her to write for her record, and she did. And she got an envelope in the mail from Social Security. She opened it up, and it was the record of a man with his social security number okay. and his earnings history. This is what I'm getting at. Wrong information. She called him up and she said, what should I do? I get this information. They said, oh, we don't like to make mistakes. Uh, please either shred it or mail it back to us. And she got her information eventually. My personal secretary for over 30 years, when she went to apply for social security, uh, she took my advice and she checked her record and found out it wasn't accurate. So she was able to supply the inaccurate information with accurate information, and wow. she has a higher amount that she collects from Social Security. If you're already collecting Social Security and you go and find out that they don't have your earnings history correct, mm -hmm. and you need to maintain some records to do that, 
then uh, they will correct the record. They'll make up the difference that they should have given you as a lump sum check, and they will adjust your formula going forward to pay you what you should be earning. Always check your records. Always protect your records. Um, don't carry a Social Security card with you. I can't tell you how many people, and you've probably seen this too, Ashley, uh, do you know what your Social Security number is? And they open their wallet and pull out a Social Security card. Well, the first thing we do is laminate the card for them. And then we say, please don't carry this card with you anymore. Right. You know, you lose so much if you lose your Social Security number. Mm. Doctor's office. Do you ever go to a doctor's office, Ashley, and they ask you what your Social Security number is to yeah. fill out in a form? Yep. Do you give it to them? I write it down. I won't say it out loud. Okay. So the minute you write it down, and how many people are behind the desk when you go to see the off, uh, the doctor? You could have six people back there. Yeah. You could have one person who has, you know, an opioid problem in their family. Oh. Um, so here's what I always do. I put XXXXXX, and I put the last four digits of my Social Security. I don't ever give my Social Security number to anybody unless it's absolutely essential to do so. So don't give your Social Security card uh, or your Social Security number out to anybody, in a, even in a doctor's office. They don't want it. I mean, they don't really need it. Right. And they shouldn't have it. Watch out for scams. If you see any kind of ID theft, call the authorities immediately. Call your local police department. They'll direct you to the right location. Um, give us a call at our office. What's your number, Ashley? My cell phone number? No, 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 not your cell phone number. No, we won't do that over the air. Tell us, tell the folks the uh, office number. It's 508-998-8858. Yeah, so give Ashley a call or give us a call, and we'll be happy to give you information. But today, it's a totally different world. You simply got to protect yourself. Yes, indeed. Um, if you have been a victim of IRS fraud, um, there's a special form it's called an identity theft affidavit. It's so big a problem that the IRS has now rules and procedures and guidelines and forms. Um, I don't see any end to the problem of IRS identity theft. And I, Ray, is this the same country we grew up in, buddy? <laughs> no. But think about it. Yikes. It, it really isn't, Phil. But think about all the things that Ashley, who's significantly younger than I am, can do that I can't do. Because you and I, Phil, we're, we're sort of dinosaurs in a way. I mean, we <laughs> sort, grew, of? sort of dinosaurs. I mean, we grew up in a, in a different age. Uh, it was a simpler time. I know. But today, everything is at the speed of light and the speed of sound. Look at things. Look and, how out of control things are. Yeah, they are. Oh, man. Yeah, they, they call me a, a dinosaur, too. By the way, I heard fabulous reviews about your seminars congratulations oh good thank you very much now we had a good time and um you know from time to time we do seminars and uh the seminar that i did was based upon retirement planning tips and social security it wasn't strictly social security um i like to say that in our office we can show every single person something they could do to improve their lives to improve their finances to have more money for retirement income uh, we've got so many great reports we can give. Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security, Baby Boomer's Guide to Medicare. Me these are very confusing programs for most people. 
And fairly soon, we're going to be doing a program on college financing and college aid. Nice. Good. Uh, to the extent that we're going to be sharing a lot of material with a lot of people Great. on that topic. We will have a radio show on that subject as well. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of areas in which we can help people. Ashley, are there other kinds of social media areas where we should be as concerned as we are perhaps those uh, with Facebook? There's now Instagram that is just sharing pictures, and you can also share your location there as well. So in other words, if you put a picture of that you've taken on Instagram, I guess people would be very tempted to do that if they were in the Magic Kingdom, wouldn't they? Yes, absolutely. But does it automatically show the world or whoever's getting their Instagram picture where they are? Yes. Okay, so again, you know, I have to raise the question about whether it makes sense to put as much stuff on social media as we do. Uh, There was an article very recently, just in February of this year, on cyber thieves have a new target, children. Mm -hmm. And it starts with the parents, because what do the parents like to do? Oh, here's a picture of us when we're in New Hampshire doing such and such, and they put the kids' pictures up there. And today they want to brag about their kids. I, I really worry about this topic a lot. And I think we have to revisit this. You can freeze credit cards. There's so many things you can do. We're going to have another segment on just dealing with credit cards because it's such a huge topic. But I'd like to thank Ashley Brown for being with us. Thanks for having me. And um, we'll talk more. I think you have to come back with us when we talk about the credit card fraud also. Would you be willing to do that? I guess I can. I guess you can. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Money Wise, brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. And stay tuned for next week's show.